Let us pray. Gracious God, who loves us more than we can ask for or imagine, send your Holy Spirit to dwell here with us, so that only your word may be spoken, and failing that, so that only your word may be heard. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Today is the third Sunday of Advent, and today, December 13th, is also St. Lucy's Day. Now, the Feast of St. Lucy is not a major feast day, so to no way gets to take precedence over a regular Sunday service. This is not like Mary Sunday, where we get special Mary readings and Mary prayers. This is not all Saint, like All Saints Sunday with special All Saints readings, special All Saints prayers. And yet, even though it's not technically a major feast day, for some people, it's pretty major. It is definitely a very important feast day for them. And if that's the case for you, you probably have some kind of a connection to either parts of Italy or um, Scandinavia, because that tends to be where Lucy is most celebrated. Now, and that's my own story, my own heritage. I have a Scandinavian heritage, and so we grew up celebrating St. Lucy's Day and continue to celebrate it in my own house with all the wonderful um, Scandinavian Lucy traditions of the wreath with the candles and the saffron buns and all those wonderful traditions. The way I tend to think about it um, is that there are two Lucys. There's the Lucy of history and there's the Lucy of legend. And the Lucy of history is the Lucy of Italy. That is a story uh, true story, historically true story, about a young woman who was a martyr for the faith. And um, I'm not going to tell you that story. It's way too gruesome for me to tell you. It involves eyeballs and it's too gruesome. Um, you can go find that on your own if you want to. The other Lucy is the Lucy of legend. And that tends to be the Lucy of Scandinavia. That's the stories I grew up with there. Um, and uh, how to get to this? Like, I gotta take you on a little side journey here for just a moment, okay? Under the old calendar, this is the old Julian calendar before our modern calendar, which is the Gregorian calendar, it wasn't calibrated quite right. And so, not even within your lifetime, you wouldn't notice this, but over centuries, the solstice was drifting. All the days would drift, right? So the solstice was drifting because it wasn't calibrated quite right. And so eventually the solstice, the winter solstice, had moved all the way up to December 13th, the Feast of St. Lucy. And in Nordic countries, um, where it gets dark for almost the entire day, up to the entire day, depending on where you are, um, where you are within that, um, the winter solstice is a really important moment because it, it signifies the ushering in of the light of the sun returning. And so that is a really significant moment. And on that day, there was this feast day for Lucy. And Lucy's name means light. And so on this day where everything's going to turn and the lights could begin to come back, and you also have this feast day whose uh, the name of who you're celebrating is light, signifies light. You can see why this became so important to them. It's you know, a great day to have a feast, to celebrate, to try and bring some light into the darkness. And so all kinds of legends grew up around Lucy here. And I'll tell you one of those, because um, not not gruesome. Um, so in, I think it's in Sweden, there's a story of a famine. And um, the, the people were running out of food, and it was getting to be uh, December 13th, getting to Feast of St. Lucy. 
and they weren't sure how they were going to feed themselves through the winter. It was looking quite likely they were going to starve to death. And on the Feast of St. Lucy, they looked out and out in the distance, they saw a light coming towards them. And as it got closer, they could see it was a young woman with candles on her head and a wreath, and she was carrying food. And she gave that food to the village, which allowed them to survive that winter. Now, the Lucy of history and the Lucy of legend, both of course have the connection with the name, Lucy, um, but also in their stories, very different, that gruesome story and that, that, that very mythic story, they're very different stories, but both of them are connected to that name of light. All the gruesome stuff, um, there's a connection there to, to light because she, eventually in the story, she can't see, right? So she can't see the light, but yet she can still see the light of Christ, right? So that, that light is so important. And then in the Lucy story of legend, right, she's coming in the darkness, she's bearing light um, in the candles, but also that light metaphorically with the food she's bringing in order to help the people survive. In the darkness, not only of the time of year, but the darkness of their lives and the struggles that they were facing. Here comes the light to them. And so both the Lucy of history and the Lucy of legend are both about light. And that light in both of them is not her own light. Ultimately, it's about the light of Christ, right? So in the Lucy of history, in her martyrdom, she's willing to bear witness to that light of Christ in her life. That's willing to uh, be stronger than all the darkness they try to throw her way and all of the suffering and the challenge and what they try to demand out of her. She's willing to hold on and to see that light of Christ that guides her through her life. And then Lucy of legend, of course, here she is bringing light to people. She's feeding people. Jesus, who taught us to love our neighbor. Jesus, who taught us to feed those who are hungry and bring drink to those who are thirsty. Here she is bringing that kind of light. And in both these cases, it's not her light that's important. right? She's pointing to the greater light, the light of Christ in this world. That is what her, her, her task is. And that is why we commemorate her, because she so profoundly did that. In our gospel reading today, we again hear about a light. Right before our gospel reading, we hear that Jesus is the light of the world, the light that came into the world, a light that was so powerful, the darkness cannot overcome it. And in the gospel reading today, we hear about John the Baptist, and it says that he was not the light, but he bore witness to the light. He was not the light, but he bore witness to the light. Lucy was not the light, but she bore witness to the light. And the same thing for us, for you and me. We are not the light, but we bear witness to the light. We help reflect the light of Christ in this world. The story of John the Baptist goes on that he had his own followers and he was baptizing and he was able to point to Jesus and say, that is the one, that is the Lamb of God. He bore witness to that light. He directed his followers to Jesus. And Lucy, she bore witness to that light through her profound courage in facing her martyrdom and in her the Lucy of history and in her acts of charity in the Lucy of legend. She bore witness to that light of Christ. She reflected that light in this world. And that's what you and I are doing as followers of Jesus, like John, like Lucy. 
we are reflecting that light. We are bearing witness to that light. In the middle of this world that is so full of darkness, yes, both literally here as we approach the solstice and it's getting darker and darker, but also in that more metaphysical sense, metaphorical sense of all of the darkness that we face in this world. This darkness is so strong right now, especially in the middle of a pandemic. And public health officials are warning us it is only going to get worse as numbers keep rising. More than 3,000 people a day are dying from COVID-19. And then there's also all the darkness from the wake of the pandemic. We have the physical danger of the virus itself, but all of the other kinds of challenges like the economic challenges that we are facing the psychological, emotional, and spiritual challenges that we are facing from the isolation, from the lack of physical contact. These are dangerous times. These are dangerous situations for us. There is darkness. And yet, just like John the Baptist and just like Lucy, we are here in the middle of this darkness and we are meant to reflect light into it, to help bear witness to the light of Christ that the darkness cannot overcome. There's all kinds of ways we can do that. Right now, our Saturday breakfast, by bringing food to people who are hungry, are doing just that very thing. And through the collection of cold weather gear to help keep people warm on these very cold days and nights, we're helping bear witness to the light, we're helping reflect that light of Christ into this world. There's other ways we can do it too. Right now, a lot of people are feeling loneliness. They're feeling the pain of isolation. And what they really need is someone to reach out to them. A letter, a phone call. Just simple little things like that can lift a day. I know it has with me. I've received some letters. I've received some phone calls over the past few months from people. And they just, they lift my day to hear the voice. My friends in Christ, that is our task. To not be the light ourselves necessarily, but to reflect that light, that light of God, that light of Christ in, that's in this world. To reflect that so other people do not stumble in the darkness, but they can make their way through it. I encourage you to find ways this week that you can help reflect that light and brighten somebody's day. Amen.